absolute terribleness. What's up, everybody, and welcome back to the Outfielder Podcast, episode 74, brought to you by Sensibly Loud Media. I am your host, J-Mac, a.k.a. Founder Numero Uno, and I'm joined by my co-host, Mr. Popfly himself, Founder Numero Dos, Ben. Uh, Who also sounds like he makes tomatoes. Baseball. Ben, what's going on, man? Howdy, 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 J-Mac. How you doing? Not too bad, man. How's it going with you? Hey. I'm doing well, but what's that emerging from that Netflix binge-watching room? Did they just finish all of Stranger Things 3 in one sitting? Who's that? Ladies and gentlemen, now batting cleanup for the Outfielder Podcast, number three, the great Sam Bino. Good evening, Sam. Hey there. How are you guys? Not too damn bad at all. We are like two weeks away from Colorado. I'm stoked. Actually, can I tie things together? Please. Do it. I just realized, so today, in preparation for our Colorado trip, I was searching MLBshop.com, not an official sponsor, and I was looking for uh, Colorado Rockies hats, right? But me being the, um, you know, there was like a thing and it said new arrivals. So I was like, cool, let me see what the new arrivals are. Did you know that MLB has partnered with Netflix to make Stranger Things branded team merchandise? No. Really? Yeah. Yeah. So like I just saw it today and that, you know, I I just was pulling jokes out of my tail whenever I made that Sam reference coming out of but it just so happens that yeah, if you search, it has like Boston Red Sox written on the front in Stranger Things font, and then it has like the Netflix logo on the side. Interesting. Then there, then there are other ones where it's like a like a heather blue or a heather gray, you know, and it has like Hawkins, Indiana, 1985 baseball on the front, and then like a Cubs logo or a Yankees logo on the side. Interesting. If, if either of you ever catch me wearing a hat that has a Netflix logo on it, you have permission to kick my ass. Period. Unless Netflix is willing to make an overly generous offer to purchase Sensibly Loud Media LLC, in which case I will gladly wear whatever Netflix branded apparel they're looking to include in that offer. I would tattoo Netflix on any part of my body that is invisible while wearing a t-shirt and shorts uh, if they sponsored us. It's a good save. (laughs) T-shirt and shorts with the notable pause. Right. I was really hoping, Ben, that you were going to say that they were um, coming back and bringing full-on 80s gear, like just MLB stuff, Um, you know, like the Cubs hat from 85 or like Pirates hat from 85. Well, right. Um, And I really like vintage ball caps. Like, I'm a huge proponent of Ebbets Field Flannel, uh, the vintage ball cap company, but mm -hmm. I don't know that I want to texas rangers cap that says netflix on the side like i'm kind of with justin someone needs to punch me in the face if they see me wearing that yeah i would have no problem with it if it weren't for that part of it like that's the only thing i don't like about this idea otherwise it's it's kind of neat it's different it's very unlike major league baseball right they got to try something out right they're not doing much of any of that stuff so they just kind of took a stab in the dark but you know what 
this this side must that must be their promotion for July in addition with the all-star uh gear, you know, or it's a normal hat, but with the you know American flag behind the team logo. Mm-hmm. They also for Pride Month in June, you could get like your standard Boston Red Sox hat, but the B was rainbow or the Do- Dodgers hat, but the LA was rainbow. So yeah, see, I guess cool. maybe this is like a new normal for the MLB. I will say that MLB hasn't been afraid to try out uniform stuff in the last couple of years as far as like I don't know, just kind of some of the like putting the names on everybody's backs, which they didn't do that this year, which kind of sucks. But I think they've been okay progressive with it in the last few years. So I guess the, from a merchandising standpoint, this makes a lot of sense. Yeah, I think I like watching them do interesting things with uniforms in the garbage markets. Um, the Diamondbacks and the Marlins have the most innovative jerseys. We, I, I'm a huge jersey talk guy. Uh, I love talking about jersey colors and yeah. et cetera, but um, they really go crazy. Like the Diamondbacks have these crazy gray, like deep grays and weird blacks and blues on their stuff. It's so cool. Yeah. And uh, Miami has recently been seen piloting where someone's wearing actual fish as their jersey. <laughs> That's just gross. It's like stitched together. That's, That's just a performance stinky. enhancing fish. Uh, yeah, it would be on that team, too. Well, you know, they tried to get a bigger sponsorship for that, but they couldn't. You know who they couldn't land? Us. Mike Trout. <laughs> this guy. This guy with the half-ass jokes. This is good. It's gold. Ben, well, glad hey, everyone. Back. How's it going? <laughs> I was actually trying to look up the uh, Stranger Th- Things Night Boston Red Sox hat just because I was kind of curious. And they yeah, are having a Stranger I- Things Night at Fenway or they had it on June 25th and it actually has some cool like 80s style t-shirts that they gave out to the first like 10,000 people or whatever. So, I it looks like kind of everything is leaning in this direction, which I don't necessarily hate. It's subliminal, I guess. I feel like yeah. we're just one step closer to that movie Idiocracy. Like every day I see something I'm like, we're just Dude. there's going to be a trash avalanche. <laughs> it's going to No, like oh, I kid God. you not. I'm not going to go political, but Holy God, we are so like on that. I when I first saw that movie in 2006, I was like, "This is ridiculous." What's bo-? and now I'm like, "Okay, cool." I was in the store the other day and I saw Doritos Locos Tacos flavored Dorito chips, and it's like we have divided by zero. We need to go fuck ourselves. Yeah, I don't hate that take. I would definitely agree, especially when it comes to the, the Doritos. I mean, we're about to be wearing advertisements on our baseball caps for a tech company. Just saying. Yeah, I guess that's fair. We're not. I'm not doing it though. I'm just telling you. Except in Idiocracy, they call it Bang Tube and not Netflix. Even worse. We're like. I mean, it sounds like a different website, Sam. It really does. It's true. It really does. I don't think they're a sponsor either. We'll have to get into more uniform talk. Whatever it gets slower, maybe in the off season again. Sam and I have done a little bit of it, but Ben, you weren't involved in that, so I was there a little bit because there was a really unfortunate drop where I was talking about colors that my brother had you cut and pull, and it was not <laughs> something that we'd want replayed. Yeah, we're definitely probably not going to pull that one out again for a little bit. We're maybe a bit too sensitive of a culture for that one right now, but it obviously it wasn't your intent. We have talked about it a little bit, but. I don't know. It'll be interesting to see how this kind of evolves with sponsorships and all that. Like the NBA's recently gone to putting a sponsor patch on their jerseys, and it just feels like a slippery slope with a lot of that. Like some of that, I get, I understand it. It's a money thing, but 
at the end of the day, it just feels like it cheapens the product so much. I, I like it on soccer because they don't take commercial breaks. So there needs to be ad money rolling in. Right. Uh, there's a fuckload of commercials in football, basketball, and baseball. Right. So keep it, keep it off the uniforms. Do you think baseball ever goes that direction where they have ads on uniforms? That'll take a while, I think, but they already do it with the, the hats, right? The new era thing was a big hubbub last season when they put it on the hats. It's interesting you bring up soccer. That was almost my POS this week, American soccer. Mm. Oh, because like, they won? No, no, no. Like, props to them. And honestly, like, I was about ready to appear on our main podcast <laughs> where I could talk about uh, I'm Perpetually Correct and talk about how I'm ready to learn soccer. I am ready to, like, I am that inspired by the U.S. women's national team. Uh, but just it's so hard in America to, you know, like, we have a great soccer stadium right down the road, and I don't go to it. Is it that you don't understand the game, understand the league? Uh, you know, like, where's your... Well, that's the thing is I, I understand major league soccer and the way it's structured. I understand the game. You kick the ball in the net. But like, I don't necessarily understand why it's not as big of a thing. And like, mm. it's still, there's still that stigma where, oh, you like soccer. You must be in a uh, former athlete, upper middle class white dude who's trying to appear cool with your um, Barcelona scarf. <laughs> I love that you picked on the scarf. It's great. Makes sense. Uh, we won't get into the, the broader issues of, you know, world soccer here today. I think that's a bit off topic for our usual, you know, baseball show. Yeah, welcome to our baseball podcast where Ben goes off on soccer and says unfortunate things. I totally get it. I think the only other way to think about it is like, so is your question ultimately, why is it not bigger in the U.S.? Right. Yeah, so I think the other way to think about that is like kind of the reverse side of that of why like NFL football isn't as big as, or baseball, or uh, baseball is kind of a bad example here, but NFL is a great example of it why, where that's not big anywhere else but here. And it's kind of just the opposite way elsewhere. No, I think that that's, that's good to reverse engineer it, but we've already answered that question on this podcast. American football is largest in America because we're the closest down the path of idiocracy. Well, that's a good point. It's a very Put a nice little bow on it. Yeah, that just connected all those dots right there. Tackling the big issues here. Uh, well, Ben, you had an unfortunate incident happen with Sherman while you were at the office the other night. Do you want to talk about this a little bit? Uh, yes. So um, I was finishing up some um, the performance reviews for our interns for a midsummer check-in, and I hear this barking outside of Sensibly Loud headquarters, and... Um, you know, it's the dog, Sherman, everyone, everyone's favorite um, schnauzer Jack Russell mix. He's a great dude. Yes, great dude. Solid guy. Uh, so I open the back door and I'm immediately overwhelmed with the smell of skunk. First, I thought it was bad weed. No, it was skunk. Okay. So um I get the dog and he's kind of sheepish as he walks up to me and I pick him up and he didn't smell like skunk. Let me headline. He smelled God awful, but it didn't smell like skunk. What did it so smell I didn't like? Think burnt hair anus. <laughs> okay. You just seem like you just strung three words together, but I love it. I get it. I get where it's your head's all, at. 
Yeah. So I bring him inside and like my wife who happened to be at headquarters at that time, she's like, yeah, it smells bad. Like it smells like skunk, but he doesn't smell like skunk. So we didn't think about it. Well, it turns out he had been so sprayed. It was still like really concentrated. Whereas when you're driving and you smell skunk, that's like the skunk smell that's been kind of dissipated through the oxygen. Um, well, this wasn't it. He was like still full on concentrated skunk stuff. So um, give it up for my wife. The real MVP gave him like uh, the next day when we realized our apartment smelled terrible. Excuse me. Sensibly Loud headquarters smelled terrible. We went ahead and um, you brought him in the office. Yeah. Well, you know, I, I slept there. So whatever. Um, so basically we went ahead and like did the baking soda bath and like, um, dish detergent and all sorts of stuff. And after two of those baths, we took him to the groomers to have all of his fur shaved off. So now he looks like an oversized scared chihuahua. Poor guy. Does he smell better though? He smells like normal dog now, which I mean is a vast improvement, but it's still like he smells like a dog. Have so you, did that fix it outright, or did it still take some time for it to go away after the shave? Uh, the shave and the double bath fixed the dog. Um, however, he slept on the couch that night, so the next step was getting the smell out of the headquarters slash apartment. I, Just burn it, man. Just burn that We're going to have to get rid of it. it. There's no way around it. Yeah, but like this is a nice sectional from Wayfair.com, not an official sponsor. I don't care. It smells like ass. And it is ruined. You can smell it across the office, Ben. <laughs> it's bad. So that was my uh, that was my rough Monday night. Uh, that is tough. Well, I'm glad that you got the good boy taken care of. He deserves it. Absolutely. Yeah, rough go. I hope Shut that- up. That was a great joke, Sam. Give it up for greatest Sam Bino. <laughs> Hold on. Well done. It's good stuff. Well, uh, Sam, we should touch on fantasy here real quick. How are you feeling coming out of the All-Star break? Uh, I think I've dropped three or four weeks in a row. I'm in fifth out of ten. It's not great. It's not a great look. No, I was in first, and every week since, well, I, I was in first for most of the year, and then I've just steadily dropped. Um, not, not a good run, for sure. I've had some injuries and just some people being really poor um, with their play, and it's time for me to to make a comeback. You were very confident. I'm concerned well, about that. I, w- I was backed up by the performance that I had as well. I was like 8-0. But it doesn't matter. <laughs> like Ultimately, that eight, if you, those eight wins mean a lot. What are you talking about? If you flounder out of the playoffs, it doesn't matter. Oh, I, mean, I won't flounder out of the playoffs. That's damn near impossible. But I mean, the way things are going lately, you don't. I mean, yeah. At least, at least Jason and Ivan are still tanking for the bottom. Ben, how's it going for you? Uh, you know, at this point, Sam only has four more wins than I do, so you need to be concerned. That's a good point. Only four. It is a very only good point. four. <laughs> <laughs> How many weeks do we have to go? You've scored six hundred points more than I have this season. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we have about seven, seven or nine weeks left, somewhere okay. in there. That does that include the playoffs or no? Okay, to the playoffs, nice. Only odd numbers though, right? Yeah, it's it's really. I mean, a four game swing could come out of nowhere, so you better be careful, man. 
Yeah, it's true. Um, I still feel pretty confident. I mean, my team on paper looks pretty fucking good. It does. But um, it just haven't. It just hasn't been pulled together. My pitching's been kind of garbage, and it's really like um, cobbled together with a bunch of people who just can't do anything. And but I, I draft like every new guy that comes up, um, just grasping at straws, trying to get some value out yeah. of the waiver wire, and it's not. It's generally not panning out for me. You got to try though. I do. I have to. And I mean, you want to build depth too. I mean, that is important. So I mean, I'll get Corey, I'll get Corey Kluber back here, maybe sometime mid August. That should be helpful. Um, but yeah, I'm. I think I'd be lucky to make it past the first round of the playoffs this year if, well, if this continues. We're going to talk about it later, but there's just been a slew of injuries that are. Is that me? No, no I can still okay. hear you. Now uh, we lost you there for a second, Ben. There's just been a slew of injuries impacting Major League Baseball. That a is ton. A ton, yes, for sure. Sam, you've probably taken it the worst on that, right? In terms of fantasy things, I think maybe may, I'm definitely in like the upper echelon of being affected by injuries for sure. Yeah, I lost Hunter Pence. I've lost. Corey Kluber. Um, oh, I lost Frankie Montas to the suspension. I lost Jordan Hicks to Tommy John surgery. Um, those are just the ones I can remember. I'm sure there are others that I've had to drop, but all of those guys are really good and they are no longer on my team. Yeah. I mean, it's just, it's one of those things where you can't plan for that, you know? And it hasn't helped you that like Vlad Jr. hasn't been quite as good. Has he has he had any home runs or anything since he won or since he nearly won the all uh, home nope. run derby? He has gone two for twelve since the break. Ooh, yikes! Which wow. is about what he's been doing the whole year. Um, so no, he's definitely not panned out. But I can't drop that guy. Right? No, no, you're not dropping him. After you've been talking about him for the last four years since you stalked his high school team, no, yeah. you can't drop him. It's not just me. No, is... he. anybody would be dumb as shit to drop him. So, Ben, if I drop him, you're saying you wouldn't pick him up? Uh, does a skunk on your dog smell bad? I don't know. Maybe on your couch. Yeah. I, <laughs> I would love to run an experiment to just like drop somebody like that and see if anybody notices and just pick him right back up. I'm pretty close to doing that with Andrew Benintendi, who's having a, a lackluster season, I would say. Oh, I think we could negotiate a trade. I, I keep looking at your team to see if we can make that happen because he's just it's not yeah. he's not doing it. I need now. I don't year, need man. next season right now. I need kind of now talents. He's one of those that has really I mean, we talked about the World Series hangover and all that, but it seems like something has really been tweaked in his game that he's gotta figure out. Um, yeah. Has it affected you might be able to say better than anybody else, Justin. Has it affected other parts of his game or is it just at the plate? Mostly at the plate. He's been defi- fine defensively. He has, I mean, they're just, they've overall underperformed. Uh, they, and it's not really their fault necessarily. It's just they haven't hit nearly as many runs and everything, which happens. I mean, we've talked about it a million times. Like they were not going to repeat what they just did. Like there's no way. And so, like, I anticipated the lack of runs, but the pitching is just so bad that it's just, it's yeah. not mattering. Like they, they're, I mean, they're getting into games. They took it to extra innings last night, 5-5, five, five, yep. bottom of the ninth, and still lost 7-5. to five. Like, it just, yep. like, they can't turn that corner. And the pitching's just not good. And they were, I mean, they added Andrew Kashner 
to and I just or they they traded for him a couple of prospects they didn't trade anything really for him just a yeah. couple of high A guys so like it wasn't anything crazy but I just I mean he's been fine I was really surprised at his numbers actually whenever I looked at him he's like a three okay. eight, three ERA something like that and he's like a four five guy yeah he's got like a three eight ERA and just over one like one three whip. Um, he's not, you don't hear a lot about him cause he's not striking out a ton of guys. I think he has like 60 strikeouts over like 90 innings or something like that. Yeah. Um, so he's not on your fantasy radar and you're not paying attention to the Orioles pitchers. Like why would you, but he's, um, getting a lot of outs and I think he has nine wins, which is, I think the league leader has 12 or 15. Yeah. yeah. So there's That's something to be said off. for that. Yeah. Uh, the only is thing, it true that Chris Sale's going to go on the IL? I thought I heard you say something about that. Yeah, it's starting to kind of look that way. And I mean, it just seems like they he needs to get readjusted. He it seemed like he started to turn the corner there a little bit. I mean, it just yep. seems like that's all I can really describe it as is just not turning corners every single way I look at this team. And so, like, it's one of those things where it, maybe he just needs a little bit of time to reset, you know, and you know maybe just kind of work on the mechanics a little bit and kind of get back to the swing of things i mean that's just what it's going to take is just pitch through it but he can't continue to pitch the way he's been pitching he's been terrible he really has well, what what i went ahead and did is i invited chris sale to join us on our trip to colorado that way he could just get his head right and really reset his priorities and think if i can't figure out this whole how to pitch in the majors anymore i have to hang out with these knuckleheads and i think he'll he'll figure it out pretty quick yeah, he'll want to we get do, out of there fast. We need a really tall, lanky guy in the group. We do. Ben, you'd be ousted as that person. I'm sorry. I get it. I totally, you know what? Uh, either I, I already was worried if you wanted a tall, lanky dude that Jimmy was going to take my place. <laughs> so uh, I totally get it. If we do that, then we have to get Benji Molina so I can be ousted as the short, stocky guy. <laughs> we need to make sure here, before, <laughs> before we <laughs> replace ourselves... <laughs> that we that we keep the structure of the show together and you know a lot of that stuff we i don't want to lose either of you really i think at this you don't point. think chris sale could write some shitty pun ads no. i'd like to see him read a pun ad dude if we could get baseball players to read these ads that would be that would be like, the best can, thing we could ever do like uh, someone comes in with the ted williams one it's like are you tired of missing the korean war I just <laughs> It's by far the best ad there's ever been written at the, on the show. It's not even close. It's up there for sure. Uh, there's not a time where I don't laugh whenever I think of you saying that phrase. Anyway, yeah, so I think, like, overall, they just haven't put it together. And so I think Chris Sales needs to just take a little bit of I mean, he just came off the All-Star break. So, I mean, I don't really know if what their, their call there is other than just to get him some extra rest. I mean, it's not like you have to stay down that long. And it's not like he would need a rehab start when he gets back. But, I mean, I'm sure that he's, I don't know. It just hasn't, it seemed like just everything else. It just hasn't shaken out for him this year. I don't really know what to say about it other than it just feels all the same. And it's a tough division, too. That doesn't really help. No, it really doesn't. And, I mean, so interestingly enough today, they cut Eduardo Nunez, which I wrote on the run sheet as Eduardo bad because, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's true. And he's been, like, statistically one of the worst major leaguers over the last couple of seasons. But, like, it's weird because he's just kind of come up in, like, weird clutch times. And it's always, like, a little blooper over short. It's nothing, you know, that irreplaceable overall. And it's, it ultimately wasn't worth, like, the bat. But, all, like, sometimes it was. It's just kind of a platoon guy 
or when you just need a little pop off the bench in like the seventh or eighth yeah. inning. He came up big in those kinds of situations, but past that, he just wasn't very good. So I, I was surprised that they even really came into this year with him, to be honest with you. But I was willing yeah. to support it because, I mean, he's been fine in the right moments. It's interesting. Yeah, he had a lot of really good moments in San Francisco before he came over to Boston. And then he did really well for you guys in those clutch moments. But I think on average, not an amazing player. Like, I think no. he might have touched 300 a little bit midseason last year. Well, but um, that's, that's the thing. And we've talked about it on this podcast before is and that's where, yes, a 300 batting average is so much better than a 250 but if you're just looking at numbers you're not paying attention to timing you know like if right. i take a 279 over a 289 if it's getting you know moving a runner in the seventh or eighth are you trying to make a case to keep him on the team no not not in his <laughs> case because i think that that only gets you so far you it's know true. like if you're going to be a one-trick pony have a better trick yeah. Right, like if you look at 2019, like Benintendi had a 266 batting average, over 327 at bats. However, Eduardo Nunez had a 228 batting average, so pretty similar, over 167 at bats, though. So, yeah. like, it's just a matter of being in the right spots and not even being that great in those times. Just I, I seem to remember him having a pinch hit three run home run in the postseason last year. He did. Yeah, so I mean, those things happen, and like he's, uh, I mean, I think it's easy to keep somebody like that around when the rest of the team is performing, and you don't really need that guy. It takes a lot of pressure off of him, but That's they need point. him. They need those spots, so it is what it is, I guess. Great take. So that's I, I just think it was incredibly arrogant of them to go into the season thinking that the Yankees weren't going to take a step forward and that they didn't need to, they could just let, Craig Kimbrell walk out the door and now try to replace him with Nathan Eovaldi. Like, I get the logic behind this. It's not going to work, though. I mean, I don't want to accuse the former World Series winning team of coasting, but you kind of get a little bit of that from an ownership standpoint of not making enough tweaks to maintain that level. Because a lot of times when the team does make a run and get hot at the right time, there's so much of that lightning in a bottle stuff that's just not going to replicate itself. It's very true. It's very, very true. So I, I think, you know, they had to do something, and I think they're going to kind of... They're going into a week where they have an opportunity. They're playing four against the Blue Jays and three against the Orioles. So they're going into a situation this week where they could pick up some ground here, and just they really just need to get something going. And if they can get something going, and they can you know, not let the bullpen bleed everything out, they'll be okay. But as of right now, this team's barely going to make the playoffs if they do at all. Yeah, right now they're 10 back in the division and two and a half back of the wild card. And yeah. by the way, that's a hell of a visual with letting the bullpen bleed out. I mean, it's true, though. <laughs> Speaking of they bleeding practice. out, <laughs> boy, this week, uh, Sam and I were having a very, well, it was, I guess I was more taking it this direction, but we were having a pretty morbid conversation about uh, Alex Bregman. I hate Alex Bregman big time. And that's been well established on this show. And so I said something up to the effect of wanting blood. Uh, it was right whenever he was hitting in the home run derby. That's what it was. And yeah. I think I said, uh, I think we both wish he would have a stroke. Yeah. And then I was, and then I immediately took that back. I was like, that's a little morbid. I was, I don't know what I said after that, but I, I took it back. And then Justin goes, no, I need blood. 
Yeah. Wow. Yeah, I was. I didn't want, just want to take it back. I wanted to take it a step further. That was the thing. But um, anyway, so then I'm on. So I was kind of out this weekend, just recharging my batteries from all these shows and everything. And so I didn't watch much of what was going on past. Like, I mean, I basically used the all-star break and took it off and then just took the weekend off. And Sam texted me, what was this, Friday? Yeah, Friday. And you were telling me about Alex Bregman busting his chin open. So how did that happen specifically? Well, it was the only game on after the all-star break. Uh, It was Rangers-Astros. Bregman's playing shortstop in lieu of Carlos Correa, who's on the IL, who should be back shortly, by the way. Anyway, Bregman playing shortstop, not his natural position. He shifted over to the right side of second base, Grounder right up the middle by sh- probably Chu, I think. Mm-hmm. And uh, it didn't take a weird hop. It hopped as it was supposed to, and it hit him directly in the chin. Oh, my God. Um, and it, you know, it shook him, and, you know, messed his jaw up, um, and he needed four stitches in his chin because he just got directly struck by a ball. Any concussion-type concerns there? Um, if yes, then they didn't do anything about it. Yeah, but I mean, he he got up and immediately um, was bleeding a little bit and like really sort of rubbing his where his jaw connects to his skull. Like, <laughs> yeah, that's so. It really rung his bell, um, and he was taken out of the game. So I don't know if they put him in a protocol or whatever, but yeah, uh, he bled. He Justin got what he wanted. Yeah, I'm happy with it. Uh, so was was Bregman in any correlation to the 2011 Cardinals, or am I thinking of Berkman? You're thinking of Berkman. Okay. Bregman was the asshole that was bragging about going out and rocking Nathan Eovaldi's world in the playoffs last year and just got absolutely destroyed by him. I I blogged about it and everything. He really acted like an asshole. He was like Bergman is forty eight and Bregman's like twenty three. Right. <laughs> There's right. that as well. Burt do do we have any specific feelings about Lance Berkman? Does he suck? Uh, well, we just know that he's the baseball equivalent of Phil Mickelson. That's all we know. Right. So we're we're still we're still doing the research to see exactly uh, where where he lands on the um, uh, POS um, radar. Spectrum. We're yeah. still figuring that out. It's a real Berkman Mickelson continuum. Yeah, <laughs> it's a real moving target. I'll tell you, it's tough to hit. You got to really have your shit about you. Um, yeah, I I've always because I always get him and Pruszynski mixed up as far as just people that Ugh. I feel like I didn't really care for. I know Pruszynski is way worse, way worse, but yeah. I, I don't know. I never really had a feeling one way or the other towards Lance Berkman, I guess. Just he was little. fine. He was on the Rangers briefly. He made he, he got caught with his ass out a couple times at first base. It was funny. Did he really? I, I yeah, there was a time. Literally. <laughs> That'd be awesome. <laughs> yes. Just mooning the dugout. I just remember specifically one play. He was there was a pop up in foul territory, and he's you know he's not running towards the ball. He's really like walking, um, maybe like a quick walk towards where the ball is. And he just like slipped, might as well have slipped on a banana peel in a cartoonish fashion, and his legs fell out from under him, and he hit his ass on the ground, and obviously missed the pop fly. And I'm like, ah, oh, Lance, you're old. We need to like someone who's better at tech than I am needs to put like a Mario Kart banana on the clip of that and turn it into a GIF on loop. Like that would just be clutch. Write it you down on the it sheet. On peanut butter. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> Write it down the the Trello sheet, Ben. We'll get it done. Perfect. All right. Let's do the POS corner. 
This is Paul Ramham from WBAT in Cincinnati. We interrupt this regular scheduled programming to bring you this breaking news bulletin. It appears that people have been called pieces of shit from around the globe. Baseball players in particular seem to be the main target. However, no person, concept, or universe is exempt from this cruel but very usual punishment. The perpetrator has been identified as the great Sambino. Police have confirmed that he is still at large and about to take his piece of shit corner. Ding, 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 huge piece of shit. All right, let's see what's going on in the POS corner. We're going to turn things over to the greatest of all known, Sam Bino's up first. Let's talk pieces of shit. I actually have two pieces of shit uh, this week, which is a slight shift in programming from previous episodes. Protocol. Uh, first, huh? Protocol. Protocol. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, the SOP. first one, we're, we have a baseball piece of shit, and then we have a not at all baseball piece of shit. So the first, we'll go with the baseball piece of shit. And... This is a man that I hate as much as uh, J-Mac hates Alex Bregman. And this is Trevor Bauer. Mm. Trevor Bauer is actually having a great season. Mm-hmm. Um, he has eight wins with a 3-6 ERA, a whip of 1.9, and 138K. Jesus. Or sorry, 160K. 160K wow. over 140 innings. Oh, my God. Um, he's, pitching, he's pitching the dick off the ball. He's doing really well. But he's yeah. a piece of shit for a very specific reason. Trevor Bauer uh, seems to have absolutely no brains at all. I think probably first illustrated it uh, during the World Series a couple of years ago when he cut his finger on a remote-controlled drone blade um, and then tried to pitch through his bleeding finger and blood on the ball. Eventually got pulled. Um, not a good look. But <clears throat> today he's a piece of shit for a very different reason, and that is because he pitches the ball to a guy who has his number... 100%. Max Kepler of the Minnesota Twins owns Trevor Bauer. <clears throat> Max Kepler also having a great season. He's one of their outfielders. He's hitting 263 with 23 home runs and 59 RBIs. He's having a great season. He's hit five straight home runs off of Trevor Bauer. Oh my God. <laughs> back to back to back to back to back plate appearances against Trevor Bauer. Oh my five God. Are- <laughs> so he keeps pitching to him? He keeps pitching to Max Kepler. Just walk the guy. I know. Does he have no shame? Holy cow. So great pitcher obviously has the stuff to get out just about anybody except this one guy, and he keeps pitching to him. Does he just think that he's eventually going to get him and then he's going to be one in six versus oh and five? Like, I don't, I don't, I don't know. So I think it's. It's telling how dumb this person is that he cut his finger on a toy during the World Series um, and also keeps pitching to somebody who's just owning him. It's worth noting that before those five back-to-back-to-back-to-back-to-back home runs, Max Kepler was three for three with non-home runs. Yeah, I mean, come on. Of course he was. So that's, that's for what it's worth, that's tied for the record. Um, for pitcher hitter matchups. Mm-hmm. So next time Max Kepler is uh, pitching or hitting against Trevor Bauer, um, pay attention. Yeah, he should it's, just walk. You know, like it's pretty. These are division rivals. They see each other a lot. Yeah, I was just watching. This was um, Kepler's twenty-second home run, and basically, there were it was two balls, no strikes, Uh-oh. just a soft one on the on the inside of the plate, and oh, just no. launches it to shallow right right field bleachers 
just left him a dinger. Like that's ridiculous. Yep. It was a dud of a knuckle curve oh. that Bauer threw out there just for demolition. Why and would you afterwards- throw a knuckle curve in that situation either? Because he's an idiot. Oh, like God and Bauer afterwards, like he looks like um the way my dog looked after he got sprayed by a skunk. Like, yeah, I know I messed this one up, Ben. Uh, he it's gets in- a pass because he's doing it against everybody else. But like, God damn it, quit it, you idiot. He's a big supporter of that Driveline Academy. Have you ever heard of that up in Oregon? So there's, it's like kind of like, um, it's like a training facility, but it's a little, one of those that's a little bit non-traditional, I guess. And it's just like very analytics heavy and like a lot of the training they do is just very strange it's like um like there are videos of him out there doing this too but they'll like go go out and try to throw the ball just as hard as humanly possible like regardless of form like just naturally how hard can you throw the ball and like and like they measure all this stuff and like you know and so he's just like kind of a big believer into that stuff and it just a lot of it mm. sounds like junk science like when you listen to it i read about it in jeff passan's book about the uh, the elbow but i mean he's been very durable so it's like it's one of those things where it's i mean it's probably huh. a coincidence but it seems weird that sounds like they're combining the manual labor of leavenworth prison circa 1930 with <laughs> Whatever the hell Tom Brady's heavy water is made out of. <laughs> yeah. That was a good joke. No, it, joke. it sounds like a bit that we would try in Colorado. Like, let's see who can throw the hardest regardless of form. Yeah, that, that's a good point. It's a very good point. It's it's very strange stuff. It does feel, feel like junk, uh, junk science, though. I mean, it really does. It's I don't know, man. Yeah. It, but, I mean, it works for this guy, it seems like. I mean, he's freaking dominant. That's a lot of strikeouts. I can't get past that number. 160 right, over 130. Sam, who's next on your list? Uh, yeah, that would be the aging process, the process of getting older. Love it. Uh, awesome. We're all doing it. We all hate it. Uh, I woke up the other day and my Achilles tendon hurts. Um, I haven't been doing anything strenuous. Don't worry about that. Um, but now it hurts like a motherfucker. I feel like it might snap. That's Why? Not good. Yeah. I mean, have you been playing any one on one or anything like that? You know me to have a good one-on-one brawl. Yeah, I think the last time Sam did one-on-one, it was in Smash Brothers. <laughs> what are you? No, uh, what a reference. Did you like? Um, did you mess up mowing your lawn and push yourself too hard when you were avoiding edging? If you could see my lawn, you'd know that I haven't mowed it in about three weeks. Okay, at least he owns it. It's a bad take, Sam. It's a, it's a fine it's a take back. if he hasn't mowed. <laughs> Been out of town. Yeah, exactly. All right. I, I so, think that's fair. I think the aging process definitely sucks. It just it's just overall fucking it's a annoying. Piece of shit. Yeah, it's a piece of shit. Also, that means that Sam next week your POS is going to be your homeowners association <laughs> for giving you a citation. Nope. Won't ha- won't happen because we don't have a homeowners association. Mm. Suck it. Good. You should start one. I feel like you'd be good at that. <laughs> <laughs> you know what this neighborhood needs? <laughs> I regulation would, the content would be amazing oh my oh god my. oh no. boy that's good stuff all right well ben do you want to do yours yeah i'll jump in mine's a relatively quick one um and actually it's kind of in line with what sam just said my pos this week is vogue injuries okay so it's not so much how many injuries that happen 
it's the vogue ones that it happens to one person and then it's like a dozen people and then in two years it's not happening anymore so it's like these things that just pop up and this week it's plantar fasciitis Mm, okay which totally sounds made up it's not made up actually i understand that it's not made up but five (laughs) years ago did you know what plantar fasciitis was yeah (laughs) i did because i had it (laughs) oh my dad has it, and my Achilles pain actually is a precursor to plantar fasciitis. Uh-oh. That's not good. <laughs> That's not good at all. All right. Well, I'm going to go. Can I, can I give an example of what I think Ben's trying to talk about? Foot and mouth disease. That is. <laughs> no, I think, Ben, what you're probably seeing, though, is the just the more common you're seeing it just because we see so much more baseball in general. And we see it like on a bigger level. We're hearing about all the injuries that happen all the time when we go read the injury report, you know, so that's fair. And they're also just being more descriptive. Like how many times have you seen an injury that's like out illness? You know, it's like, you know, so we're seeing more descriptive stuff with that, too. I think that makes a big difference because I noticed that across all sports is that a lot of things have gotten more specific that way. In which case, now you're hearing more and more about those things because they I mean, it's very real and it stinks out loud, I'll tell you. So in Can that I ask case, a question, please. Oh, good. Do you think we're getting more detail because sports betting is now more legal and we need more information? That's probably a big part of it. Wow, I like that. That was a uh, that's a pretty good take. I was gonna walk mine back and do a topical injury subject change. Y'all cool if I walk it back? Sure. Do it. Cool. Walking it back. Subject change. Did y'all happen to see when Mike Trout came out last week during like the second inning and everyone exploded with these trade rumors? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. That was wild. He just signed a contract extension. Right. (laughs) Just like I'm told I haven't seen it, but I'm told that at the Angel Stadium, they have like a designated fish pond area that they call the Trout Farm. They do. They're not going to trade the guy who brought them the trout farm. I think that they're going to build the shell of their organization on the backs of Mike Fishface and Otani. Yes. They're going to try that anyway. That's what they think they're going to do. Remains to be seen. They're not traditionally very good at that, though. They've tried that before. They have. J-Mac, who's on your list? My POS of the week is... MLB umpire Joe West. We have definitely had Joe West in the POS quarter. However, yeah, two or three times probably. However, we have given him more passes in the past, I don't know, six months or so, just because Angel Hernandez has seemed to make him look really (laughs) a lot better at his job than he may actually be. Is that fair? Yes. It's like how uh, everyone was against Kaiser Wilhelm II and thought he was terrible until Hitler showed up and made Kaiser Wilhelm II look like a clown. <laughs> yeah. One know. day I'm going to have to tell you about my favorite Halloween costume that I've ever put together, Ben. It, it's related. Oh, boy. I feel like we should have talk about that in Colorado. You might want to walk this one back. <laughs> <laughs> we need to make you some music for walking it back. Yeah, that's good. No, so Joe West was, so this was during the Blue Jays-Yankees game the other day, and he called a ball that was probably, I mean, it was a splitter, or excuse me, a uh, 
slider that was probably a foot outside, something like that, called it a strike three looking. It was the worst call. And I mean, the outs, I mean, you could literally see it was an 82 mile an hour like slider, and you could literally see the Blue Jays pitcher just say, wow, because he couldn't even believe it. That's never good as a pitcher. When, or I mean, I guess it depends on who you are, but you always know it's wild whenever the pitcher's even surprised by the call. Like, they want it to go their way, but sometimes they're like, maybe you should review that one. <laughs> yeah. How old is Joe West? He's got to be in his late 60s, early 70s. Easily. Easily. Yeah. He's been around for so long. And it's just these are kind of calls. So I was thinking about this in the whole context of the robo-umpire, which we're going to talk about here in a moment. Um, well, actually, I'll bring that up then. I don't want to kill that. But it, there's a way to prevent these kinds of things, and we'll talk about it here in just a couple of minutes. That's what we call a tease. Um, I think, though, that Joe West has kind of like notoriously made these calls on nights where, kind of like what you were talking about the other day, or a little bit ago, Sam, where it was like the Rangers and the Astros where it was the only game on. He tends to be the one that makes those calls, and this was like an early game where nothing else was playing at that point in time. Blame the aging process, man. It's a real piece of shit. It's got to be. <laughs> it's got to be it. So I we really got to st- st- uh, keep track of the umpires that we have in here because we have a, a lot of umpires. Or we're starting to get there anyway. All right. Anything else on Joe West, guys? Nope. All right. Nope. Good POS quarter. <laughs> well, we'll use that as our segue, I guess, and just talk about this robo thing. Um, so we had the first baseball game. I believe it was in the Atlantic League called by a robot using AI. And... It went basically so they uh, the way they set this up is they had the actual AI doing the the calls for the balls and strikes, but they had an umpire back there to watch and make sure that those were the right calls, which is probably the right okay. way to do it, isn't it? At least starting out. I mean, ultimately, I still feel like you'd have. We've talked about this before. I still yeah, feel you like still might need someone back there, but their job shouldn't be to validate the robo call in the long term. Yeah. yeah, no. But no, for me, I just really think that it'd be great if if we are doing robot umpires, uh, it needs to be like Bender from Futurama. Definitely, like that's, yes. that's who I want in oh. one of those old timey vests. And you don't even have to wear a mask. Oh my god, Ben, that's such a good idea. That's if a you great just had idea. a Bender bot back there, like being really raucous and calling balls and strikes accurately. Holy shit, isn't that the gold standard? He'll make his own baseball league with blackjack and hookers. Perfect. I love the bender idea, but wouldn't it be even more radical if baseball had each team create their own style of robot? So you put like... <laughs> no, because then you're going to get what's-his-face cutting his finger on a drone, but now you're going to lose entire fingers because of people not knowing how robotics works. <laughs> well, they would have professionals do this. I'm just talking about how Uh-oh. it's, you know... It's not like you're trying to get like Gabe Kapler becoming a supervillain and making his army of robots ca- calling <laughs> balls and strikes. Can we just merge the mascots and the robo umpires? Like the mascot is the umpire. See, I love That's that. That's the idea. best idea you've ever had. <laughs> <laughs> That's a great idea. I mean, imagine like the fanatic standing behind the damn plate with his belly making the calls. 
You know, like that'd be ridiculous. See, in that case, why do we even need robots? Let's just have the mascots be the umpires. That's a good point. That's an even better idea. You want to spruce up image and viewership. You put those mascots behind the plate. Two steps forward, eight steps back. That's what I always say. Is it, though? <laughs> Is it? Well, baseball is known for its progressiveness. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and its boldness to change. <laughs> oh, man, that's awesome. Yeah, I don't know. I, I think this is I, I so we we're talking about this with Joe West. Like, I feel like this is a way that we could fix that, though. Like, why wouldn't we have a situation where we just incorporate it into the game better? So, like, everybody's so against arguing balls and strikes. What if a manager had three times where they could challenge a ball or a strike call and they go back and look at it on AI? You know, hmm. they're going to have to make sure they get it right. But like that way, you're you're making sure to get it. Right. I, I feel like that's the most important part, isn't it? Yeah, till I walk out there and just challenge the first three pitches just to prove a point. <laughs> Is it really AI? Can I just ask that? It's not AI. It's lasers and radar. Yeah, it's like it's Doppler just, radar. Yeah. It's not like learning my needs and like being really kind to me. That's what AI would do. Fair. No, that would be your bender bot. Same thing. Except he would not be kind in any way, shape, or form. It grinds my gears when they call things AI when they're not. StatCast is not AI. It's just cameras and radar and lasers. Well, I science. am sorry, Sam. Fuck me. Not your fault. <laughs> Big AI has gotten your head. That's okay. a good point. So this is the newest segment where Sam goes off on AI and machine learning. <laughs> yes. Indeed. By the way, that's going to be a video we feature in Colorado is Sam monologuing at the rest of us just trying to have a good time while he's like, no, it's not really AI unless the machines are going through the neural network. Jimmy will be on my side in this argument. <laughs> he will. He would definitely be on your side in this argument. That is an actual good point, but I don't think it's a... a uh, avenue to talk about <laughs> talk yeah. about here. Great you're right. point. I'm sorry. Wrong podcast. No, no you're to. good. You're. I love it. I'm. I'm glad that you're. You're keeping everybody corrected on their toes. That's what we try. I'm to do. Sam Bino, and welcome to my TED Talk. But okay, so what would be so? Let's back to this. My idea, though, what would be so wrong with like three challenges throughout the game, where you or you know whatever. I don't know how many it is, but like, w like look how tennis does it. They look at that thing in like less than ten seconds, and it's done. Like that's yeah. how you have to do it is just keep it rolling. You can't let the cl the crowd, you know, or you can't let the the situation dictate uh, like a hostile environment dictate or whatever, like, you know, bad calls and strikes or whatever someone perceives to be in or out. I just feel like that would actually keep things more honest. I, I don't know. It just seems I get yeah. why that's a slippery slope. But if you just say it's a certain amount and that's a strategy part of the game, I feel like that matters. In my from through my lens, it's one or the other. We keep the human umpires and you get some challenges or you go robot and then you get uh, maybe some bad calls and that keeps some of the unpredictability around the strike zone intact. The same you get as with a human umpire. Yeah, exactly. So then in which case, what are we doing? Why are we taking that away? Is your is kind of the thing. Because right? we just hate Angel and Joe. Well, that's definitely true. But anyone with those names. Yeah. Pete as well. I've been known to yell at Pete Rose before. <laughs> So yeah, Sam was there. <laughs> it's one of my one of my finer moments. Um, it was good, but I, I don't know. It just seems like I, I I get that it's not the most progressive game in the world, and that we always have the whole argument about changing the game and everything. But it, it does feel like it would keep it more honest, and it feels like you would keep things moving actually at probably a better pace because it wouldn't be this whole whatever they 
you know, call in to look at the replay and they, you know, have to put the headset on and call up to New York and, you know, all that. Sh- it wouldn't be any of that shit. It would just be yep. simply like tennis does it. I mean, it's, it feels like it'd be really easy to do. But I'm on board I, with this. I get what you mean. I, I and I also get the, where you know it is a dramatic know change that in the it, game. But I don't know if it would happen. I think that you have so many people, current state, who are so resistant to changing the game that even if you had the right AI, it wouldn't lengthen games. You had the right balls and strikes being called, and there was no decision point. There was no arguing because it was just correct. I don't know that even with that mechanism in place that the game would be willing to adopt it. And that's the ultimate question, right? I mean, it's really going to have to be something that's probably in our older years before we would see something like that. But it just seems so ludicrous that we could fix that pretty easily with the technology we have now. And we're not we're resistant to it because that's not how we've done things before. I just feel like that's so just dumb. It really is. It's not progressive at all. Not necessarily progressive, I guess, but it's just not, it's not logically thinking about adopting the game to today's standards and what people expect out of a professional sport. That's, that's a good way to, to phrase it. I think. Yeah. All right, Ben, let's close things out with your blatherings. Outstanding. So for today's edition of Ben Baseball's Baseball Blatherings or Ben Baseball's somewhat related to baseball or not at all related to baseball blatherings, I bring you a trip to Denver. That's right. We are three weekends away from the great outfielder. I'm calling it a road trip, but it's not technically a road trip. We're flying and it's worth this, you know, drawing that distinction. So here's the thing. We got a ton of really good stuff on the docket for you. I don't know if you remember last All-Star break, we played generic Jeopardy-style, not suable copyright infringement trivia. Guess what I have in store for us this time? Mm, What do you have? Generic, not infringible Jeopardy-style trivia. Awesome. Do we get to do it like all together this time? Do we get to have buzzers and all that? Uh, We're still working out the buzzers. Uh, I was thinking flashlights and doing it on video. Love that. Uh, I was going to give one person, though, a taser, but not tell everyone who has the taser. I have a taser that is both a flashlight and a taser. Don't okay, you. It, was, it was Sam. He gave it away. <laughs> Don't you dare give that taser to Jimmy. Don't you we dare. Also, um, you know, I've heard rumors that there may be a hunt for Sasquatch. Mm. I've also heard rumors of Mountain Carl of the Sensibly Loud Media podcast in a Chewbacca costume as Sasquatch for said hunt. Holy moly. I've also heard rumors of everyone dressing as 1920s and 30s gangsters and going full suit to baseball games for the sake of looking our finest. Ah, That we'll see about. (laughs) I literally can't wait. I can't wait. I have heard that Sam will be wearing Hawaiian everything, not just Hawaiian shirts. That's grass skirt. Olay. Can we get you the coconut bra? Yes. That's where he's going to keep all the nanny cams that we find. Yes. We are going to have to inspect that that place for 
any kind I've, of content leak. I've even heard that the greatest of all known Sambinos has already tipped off the Department of Health and Human Services for the Denver metropolitan area. They know we're coming. They knew three months ago. They're, uh, they're staffing for overages now. For sure. As a, a sidebar, too, we're going to be going to the Rockies-Giants game. The Rockies, by the way, are just terrible. So it's going to be great to watch. It's unfortunate, but we're going to go. I think we're going to get tickets out in the bleachers so we can just kind of hang out with everybody and BS. So we want to welcome everyone to come out and, and hang out with us. We're, we're going to be out there. So anybody who lives out in Denver wants to come, you know, maybe uh, answer a few questions on the pods or something like that. They're more than welcome. Absolutely. Plus, it'll be Star Wars night, one of the nights. So I know we've already talked about 80s sci-fi things with Stranger Things earlier in this episode. Might as well figure out if Vader really is Luke's father. Spoiler alert, he is. Love it. It's a good point. We definitely want to thank everyone for tuning in. If you like what you're hearing, make sure to check us out on sensiblyloud.com, your one-stop shop for podcasts, blogs, music, news, and all these wonderful, wonderful things. And definitely want to give huge props to JMac, founder Numero Uno, for producing this and most of our other great episodes. If you like what you're hearing, make sure to rate, review, subscribe on iTunes or the Google Play Store. That really helps us out a ton. Thank you all so much. We want to thank everyone for tuning in for episode 74 of the Outfielder podcast. We would like to thank all of our fans, Sensibly Loud Media, our sponsors, and those with a sharp eye to keep the runners close. Grounds crew, please keep patrolling that outfield. Big ups to Kevin Towers. Don't text and drive, and we'll see you right back here next time on the Outfielder podcast. Did nobody else order tacos?